0: Welcome to the John Lothian News Daily Update Podcast for February 19th, 2024. I am your host, John Lothian. This podcast is brought to you by John Lothian News, the home of MarketsWiki and MarketsWiki Education. Thank you for joining us. Here are the hits and takes comments from today's JLN. Happy President's Day, or as I like to call it, National Mattress Sale Day. The New York Stock Exchange, NASDAQ stock market, over-the-counter and bond markets will close on Monday for President's Day, a U.S. federal holiday commemorating George Washington's birthday on February 22nd, 1732 and Abraham Lincoln's on February 12, 1809. They will reopen on Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. and 8 a.m. respectively. Barron's reported. St- Banks are closed for the President's Day holiday, Yahoo reported. It is a granted day for John Lothian News, which means the staff helps prepare this newsletter and then are given the rest of the day off. There will be no JLN options today. I have written a commentary about all the goodwill expressed from my social media posts about being named to the FIA Hall of Fame and how I used that goodwill over the years to build John J. Lothian and Company and serve my readers in industry. The title of the commentary is The Power of Goodwill, Hard Work, Luck, and Helping Other People. I have stated that I think the AI boom is the latest iteration of the PC-driven productivity boom of the late 1990s. The Wall Street Journal has a story today about how early adopter firms in AI are putting the technology to use. The story is titled, How Companies Are Starting to Use Generative AI to Improve Their Businesses. With the sub-headline, early adopters are putting a lot of money into these systems, and they are finding it pay off. There is a great gambling addiction case study story in the Wall Street Journal about a psychiatrist named Kavita Fisher who found herself trapped in a cycle of online gambling addiction despite attempts to quit. Initially winning $500,000 in a streak, she hoped to clear her six-figure debt. However, the industry's use of data analytics and incentives such as a bonus credits and VIP treatment kept her hooked. Despite acknowledging her problem, Fisher struggled to withdraw her winnings and continued to gamble. This case underscores the challenges individuals face in overcoming gambling addiction, even when equipped with professional knowledge of human behavior and impulse control. Peak Six Jenny Just joined Adam Mendler on episode 213 of 30-Minute Mentors to share her journey and her best lessons and advice. They discussed a wide range of topics including entrepreneurship, leadership, decision-making, risk management, investing, poker, and managing personal and professional relationships. Sigma Broking has named Gary Pettit, former UK head of EDNF Mann Capital Markets as its new CEO in London, marking his return just a year after departing from EDNF Mann's brokerage division, FOW reported. The SEC Historical Society shared on LinkedIn that this week in 1973, President Nixon nominated G. Bradford Cook, former director of market regulation, as chairman of the SEC. However, Cook was forced to resign less than three months later due to a scandal. The IFRS Sustainability Symposium 2024 is Thursday, February 22nd at the Javits Center, 429 11th Avenue, New York City. This in-person event with a virtual option is a full-day program about key developments across the sustainability disclosures landscape. Keynotes will be delivered by Fiona Bassett, CEO of FTSE Russell, Emanuel Faber, ISSB chair, Andrew Liveris, former chairman, CEO of Dow Chemical Company, Brian Moynihan, chair of the board and CEO of Bank of America. This seminar, is targeted to the information needs of companies preparing to apply the ISSB standards, ESG service providers, and ESG data analytics providers, accounting, assurance and management consulting firms, asset managers, and asset owners using ESG in their investment process, law firms with corporate clients looking for counsel and compliance and professional organizations and accounting and governance. Learn more and register with the link in today's newsletter. Our most read story from our previous edition of JLN Options were, stocks are vulnerable to a 5% air pocket drawdown as greedy traders short volatility, research firm says from Business Insider. Nvidia earnings will put an entire stock market meme to the test again from Yahoo Finance and two financial stocks that stand to gain in a shaky market from Barron's. Subscribe to the free JLN Options newsletter with a link in today's JLN. Here are more stories from the first read section of today's JLN. Here's the commentary I mentioned earlier. The Power of Goodwill, Hard Work, Luck, and Helping Other People by John Lothian. That's me. My posting of the recent Hall of Fame induction news and my two commentaries to LinkedIn and Facebook produced an onslaught of congratulatory comments. It also produced many other comments lauding me for my contributions to the industry, hard work and more. It was a tremendous display of goodwill that I have created over the years through my work. You can read this video on johnlothiannews.com. Here's a story from the Wall Street Journal, the headline. Dave Ramsey tells millions what to do with their money. People under 40 say he's wrong. Young adults are rejecting the finance guru's advice to live frugally while getting out of debt. On their own for the first time, young professionals are craving sound financial advice. They just don't want to hear it from Dave Ramsey. Ramsey, the well-known and intensely followed 63-year-old conservative Christian radio host, has a 4.4 million Instagram followers, 1.9 million TikTok followers, and legions more who listen to his radio shows and podcasts. His message is brutal and direct. Avoid debt at all costs. Pay for everything in cash. Embrace frugality. My comment. Brugality? We can't all be Scottish. Here's another story. This one from Bloomberg. The headline, top investors share the toughest lessons they had to learn. No one gets good at financial decision-making without taking the risk of being wrong and then figuring out how to adjust. Get a sharp investor talking for long enough and their stories often become revealing. You'll undoubtedly hear about their wins, but also about their most painful mistakes. We ask financial pros to tell us about the experiences that left a mark and more important, what they managed to learn from them. The responses have been edited for clarity and length. My comment, lessons learned are very important. If you are taught a lesson and don't remember it, you will be taught that lesson again. Here's another story. This one from Bloomberg. The headline, the meltdown in chocolate is coming. Decades of non-investment are coming to roost. The evening I learned the unspoken truth about the cocoa market. I was in Yamo the colossal capital city of Ivory Coast. The problem with cocoa is that a poor man's crop, explained my dining companion, a government official turned businessman. Do you see any commercial plantation around here? No, he said. And do you know why? Because prices aren't high enough. Only because millions of West African farmers saw cocoa as their only way to escape abject poverty. The world had plentiful supply and low prices. As a result, you and I have been enjoying the pleasures of chocolate on the cheap for decades. My comment, brace yourself, chocoholics. The chocolate apocalypse is upon us. Here's another story. This one from Bloomberg, the headline stock markets are driving a new American century. The U.S.'s growing financial dominance may be a making up for its declining influence in other realms. The worldwide dominance of U.S. equities is increasingly obvious. Of the top 10 components of the MSCI Global Stocks Index, which itself now consists of about 70% U.S. stocks, Eight are U.S. technology companies. The S&P 500 has breached the 5,000 level. On most days, Apple or Microsoft alone is more valuable than the entire stock markets of major European countries. By one estimate last year, publicly traded U.S. firms accounted for 44.9% of global market capitalizations. All these gaudy numbers raise a question. Is the world on the cusp of a new American century, at least in the corporate realm? The answer is a qualified yes. My comment. My question is, how many new American centuries will we have in the next 100 years? Here are the top three stories from Friday's JLN. Our top story Friday was Lutnick on FMX versus CME. Put us toe to toe in the ring and we're on from markets media, the desk. Second was the financial times hedge fund stampede into cocoa futures fuels, record price jump. Third was JP Morgan's exit from climate group sparks green hushing debate from Bloomberg. Here's a story from Yahoo Finance, the headline. Here are more stories from the first read section of today's JLN. Here's the top story, the headline. Microsoft and OpenAI say hacking groups are using AI as part of cyber attack efforts. Microsoft and OpenAI released a report on Wednesday saying that hacking groups from China, Iran, North Korea, and Russia are increasingly probing the use of AI large language models, LLMs, to improve their chances of successfully launching cyber attacks. According to the report, the state-affiliated groups are using AI to understand everything from satellite technology to how to develop malicious code that we can evade detection by cybersecurity software. And then here's another story, this one from Bloomberg. The headline. Systemic risk concerns grow among more money managers as real estate woes cause turmoil. U.S.C.R.E. China real estate most likely sources of credit event. Latest inflation figures have lowered likelihood of rate cuts. Fears of a systemic credit event are growing among fund managers as alarms sound in property markets around the world. About one in six of those polled consider such a crunch to be the biggest tail risk facing markets, compared to about one in 11 in December, according to Bank of America Corp's latest global fund manager survey. The deepening disquiet in U.S. commercial real estate and Chinese property markets means that now the third biggest worry for respondents lagging their higher inflation and geopolitics. And then here's another story. This one from Yahoo Finance. The headline, how Texas became a rival to New York as finance hub. J.P. Morgan Chase is putting a massive new headquarters in Midtown Manhattan, but New York is no longer the state where it employs the most people. Texas is. The country's largest bank has 31,500 employees in the Lone Star state, following an expansion over the last decade highlighted by a four-building, one-million-square-foot campus in Plano, a subject of Dallas. That is 2,600 more than it has in New York. The next story is from the Financial Times. The headline, Can the SEC's landmark reforms survive a Wall Street fight back? The U.S. securities watchdog is proposing major rule changes in several sectors, but market participants are changing its plans in the courts. Hanging on the wall of Gary Gensler's office is a quote from a letter penned by Felix Frankfurter, letter to U.S. Supreme Court Justice to Franklin Roosevelt. It is dated 1934. The year the Securities and Exchange Commission was established to regulate markets. It advises the president to appoint administrators who will have the stamina and not weary of the fight, who are moved by neither blandishments nor fears, who, in a word, unite public zeal with unusual capacity." We're grateful for your attentive listening to the John Lothian News Daily Update. Please consider telling a friend about our podcast. And if you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform upon which you access this. Your reviews play a crucial role in introducing our content to new listeners. Also, if you haven't subscribed yet to the free 90-day trial of The John Lothian newsletter, you can do so at this time at johnlothiannews.com forward slash trial. Thank you for your valued support. Have a great day and stay safe and treat people the same way you want to be treated with respect, equality, and justice. This has been John Lothian. Goodbye. This podcast has been produced by Andrew Lothian.